Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Everyone always wants to know, what are you wearing today? But no one ever thought to ask, how are you wearing today? Welcome to the Triple J Show, hosted by Jeremy Kirkland, Gian Delian, and John Moy. This show is what a podcast would sound like if you could make one with your own hands. Like we used to in the good old days, when jacket cuffs were functional, jeans were shuttle loomed, and no one joked, Hey buddy, why are you so dressed up? Just because you decided to wear a sport coat to the grocery store. As three mildly respected industry veterans whose net worth is mostly housed in their closets, the Triple J crew will share stories from behind the bespoke curtain, make a little more sense of the rapidly changing fashion world, and who knows, someone may learn a thing or two. So button those middle buttons, tighten those side tabs, strap on those monks, and enjoy the ride. We got to pay for that. You got you got you got to pay for the G <laughs> for the yeah. G and ASMR. Um, <laughs> that's on the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, that's on the OnlyFans. Someone uh, messaged me the other day and was like, "Hey, have you ever considered OnlyFans?" And I was like, "Oh, cool." I was like, "Somebody thinks I'm attractive," and it was a bot. And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Well, it's just the robots that think I'm you. hot. It's like, check out my cool podcast fits. <laughs> um. So o- only fits. Yeah, only fits. There we go. Where you actually pay to put it on. <laughs> That's the slogan. <laughs> Plus, you you tell everyone where you what everything is. You ID everything so that they don't have to yeah. ask you in the comments. This is going to be the ad read. We're going to be like, this episode of the Triple J podcast is brought to you by Only Fits, <laughs> by the only fan fits. service where you pay us to put it on. <laughs> I really want to get sponsored by like Mugsy Jeans. <laughs> yeah. Dude, That's it. At, at one point, I remember we were we were chatting about like sponsorships and stuff, and like because occasionally we'll get hit up with like a huge bag from a very whack brand, um, you know, like way way back in the day, like years and years ago, like Untuck it hit us up and was like, "Yo, would you be interested in like this number? We want to add on every episode and all this stuff." And I was like, "Man, they're so whack! Like, no way! I would never wear that." Oh, wow. But I think now. It would be hilarious to basically only do ads for just like the wackest, like whatever sort of like trash brand that everybody's kind of like loving and to hate on. But you like are seriously ride or die for it. And next thing you know, you turn into like Balenciaga or something like that. Where it's like, this stuff's so bad. It's great. And it's so crazy. And it's so cool. We're at an elevated taste level. (laughs) Yo, for anyone listening, I will take, I will sell anything for the right amount of money. Incoming. Here here goes Scott's collar. Yeah. Anything, yeah, it's funny. Watch, watch this basically only last as like a Patreon show for like 
you know, a little bit. And then all of a sudden this pops into this like huge public feed pod and it just eclipses everything. And then I'm like yeah. hitting you guys up. I need, I need work. I'm fine with Thanks, that. Thanks, Peter Millar and Bonobos. Paywall. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, check out Costco jeans. Best fitting jeans I've ever had. <laughs> it's the Simpsons episode of Krusty the Clown becomes like a uh, Dennis Miller type. And he's like, <laughs> those fools tried to get me to sell the Canyon Arrow. Except it'll be like, Peter Millar tried to pay me $7,000 to talk about their dry stretch golf fit jeans. <laughs> and they were crazy until I put them on. And yeah. let me tell you, I've but- never known comfort in my <laughs> loins. For sure. Until I put these on. Like hymns for hair or whatever. I will buy the best toupee yeah. and be like, look, I've been doing it for about six months. Look at these locks. Yeah. Damn. Listen, I've been getting boners all my life. <laughs> but until you know I what really gives me a boner? Not having to talk to a doctor in person about my yeah. dick. <laughs> exactly. I prefer a text message. Uh, <laughs> except he asked for a picture back. I'm not always sure if he's a doctor. You know, he's just like, well, yeah. send me a pic of it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> these hymns pills get me so hard this mic stand is not on the table <laughs> oh my god um so how you guys been i can't good uh more you just been traveling yeah i was gonna say gene uh gene basically since we recorded i'm, I'm a certified golf celebrity now i don't know how to tell you guys i this. saw that yeah. bogey boy you're a golf celebrity mm-hmm. you're uh you attended the the met gala and uh Jeez. And the Gold House Gala. Just supporting the arts. Yeah. Doing all that kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, patron, like Medici style patron stuff. I'm, I'm a socialite golf. now. I'm very fancy. I know. How, so what, what's what's life yeah. like on the outside? Uh, and you know, you know, I'm still a man of the people. I still fly coach unless I get an upgrade. You know, that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to have enough fly, like yeah. miles to get like yeah. at least, you know, comfort plus. Yeah, no, I do. I, you know, I fly economy plus, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. man of people. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got one foot in both worlds, mm-hmm. you know, nice. just to as stay humble. Should. Right. My removal luggage doesn't look as out of place there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's at the forward part of. The yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine. Like, oh, it's like, this you luggage know, makes sense here. Right. Priority boarding. It's not my. It's I'm, not not, I'm not with like, the, you know, the, the globetrotters of business class, but I'm not with like the aways. Of economy and like yeah. Muji rollers, okay? So it's P-U. fine. Right P-U. where I belong. You use Just... your luggage to charge your iPad? Rollers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be fair, it's it's the plastic room and not the aluminum. So Hey, but that's... Aluminium? You know, Are you going to start saying stuff like Aluminium. That? But wait, okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys know that's the real flex is, is the salsa deluxe, right? Like all, all the real heads who, oh, yeah. who travel with Rimois are like, no, no, no. I'm polycarb till I die. Because it's lighter? Well, it's yeah. it's lighter and it's it's easier. It I mean, the metal one well, is Well, it's fine. also the older Salsa Deluxe that has the uh, little elastic thing in the front. So they don't make these on like the Salsa Deluxe anymore. Mm-hmm. But essentially, there's, it's I got it at the right time mm-hmm. where there's essentially like in the front of the bag is like the seatbelt type thing that actually oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. can secure it to like the checked Rimowa bags so that it just becomes one autonomous rolling thing, like Optimus Prime Wait, in this trailer. Out. It's called Salsa? Salsa yeah. Deluxe. Yo, that is hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, um, Moy, so you you moved to Portland. It looks like you got your shit together because it looks like there's a massive bookcase behind you. So the, it would be more put together, but the movers lost the top and bottom parts of that shelf that you could see the parts of. Yeah. So I did have... 
those are from home. Okay. And that's why there is all those boxes of comic books. Oh. Because the one bookshelf is is we got we got a check to replace it, but I have like all the shelves. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something cool and reuse the shelves in the meantime that's just a pile of comic books when you when you moved were you like holy shit i have too much stuff or were you like this uh, is just i right. kind of already knew that <laughs> um but i didn't even like take ev- like that that's like the fucked up thing is like like i remember yeah adrian was like this is so many books like and then she has a ton of books too have you read all so, those books i would say i've read like 90 percent of them for holy sure. hell i i think i've read maybe 10 percent of the books i own and i say that that i'm trying to get there Help me get to 30 world. But my thing is like, just keep buying them. Like they're not going to, that's not like produce. They don't go bad, you know? <laughs> Fair. So, like you can keep buying them. Like the only things I like haven't read a ton of, I like I bought. So there's this thing in Michigan, it's called Bookstock. And it's basically like a fundraiser for libraries. So they get like books donated from estates and stuff. And it's just like, they set up in a mall in Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. And like the books are like five bucks. So like I got like the Terrence Conran books. I have like, the kitchen book, the bed and bath book, the house book, they were like four bucks. You know, like a bunch of Tashin books that are like, you know, the most expensive book I've seen there is like $50. And it's like a first edition, like, you know. Catcher in the Rye. He's, yeah, <laughs> something like that, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. So like, that's really the secret to all those books is like, I would just go and like, it's like, oh, clearly this person who passed away was like a gardener and so like i have like a ton of like gardening and houseplant books from like the 70s and like architectural digest from like the 80s and stuff. well there's the japanese term for that sundoku not sudoku the game but sundoku wait for real oh, really t-s-u-n-d-o-k-u it's like a term from like the Meiji era that talks about i guess it refers to people who would just buy and acquire reading materials but don't actually read them well yeah but it I'm sounds like, like you read there. it though i mean yeah like i like 90 percent's a lot not yet, and it's. It, I think it looks like more books than it really is. Uh, it's a lot, I guess. There's a lot of like, but there's also like, how hard is it to read? Like, you know, how hard is it to read a gardening book? Am I like really reading this? The Lee you archives know, like the, is what he's holding up. Uh, well, that's in Japanese. That yeah, part. Yeah. So like, you know, pretty pictures. Um, but yeah, you know, and then like, I didn't take like any of like the vintage stuff really. I have like. That's like my old room. The room I grew up in is just well. Those, those Japanese books were like Instagram before Instagram. Oh yeah, and then it was also like the biggest flex to put that like a picture of oh, it or a scan of it on your yeah. WordPress blog. <laughs> and like, oh shit! Like I remember, like that's when I started getting like on like PR lists and stuff. Is like I when I went to Japan, and this was like in like probably like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Oh, and so I was like in Hong Kong you know china visiting family and then you know the flight to to osaka is like a lot more affordable from mainland china than the united states so i was like fuck it we gotta go and so i went to osaka in tokyo and like i remember just going to like those like bookstores i think it's like it starts with a t i don't i can't pronounce it um and i remember i was just like buying books 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 books, and like magazines and then like all like the catalogs like the beams boy catalogs and stuff like in the store yeah yeah and like Whatever they don't like, that's just something you would give away. And then I remember putting it on a blog, and people were like, "Oh, he now he knows what he's talking about because he looks at magazines he can't read." You know, I remember um, PayPaling that dude on Styleform to translate articles for me, and I don't even know if he was true or not. But I, I literally, I scanned totally the stuff. This is in New York. Yeah, I, I scanned all the pictures of like freaking free and easy, whatever, and like he responded and sent me, you know, and like. You, you know, basically like he you got the picture and he was like, OK, and this part, it said that. I mean, he just typed it out. 
And I remember oh, it was this like trend is this, uh, it's called a uh, golden pony boy. Yeah, it was like yeah. this is a great boot. <laughs> yeah. This boot goes great with with selvage jeans. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is what I just paid for. And I was like, I think I was happier with the pictures. I um, got roasted really bad by a Beams employee because I had the Super Future map of Tokyo. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. What did he say? And like you printed it did out and you like those? folded it. They oh, did. you had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the Super Future I think stuff. it was. It wasn't a lot. You know, it was like maybe the OG gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, and it was like just like all the shops, right? And he was like, "This isn't accurate." Like he's like, "So many people come in with this, and they think like this store is right around the corner, oh. and it's not." And he, I remember he like the, this is when I was like shopping in Japan is amazing. He like had like a kid working in the store walk me to like this spot in like Harajuku, work in progress, and the neighborhood store all was, and he was like, "This is the street." Like just walk up and like like he could tell he's like look you just walk up in here for a couple hours oh, and you'll wear yourself he put, out. He brought you to you Cat know? Street, <laughs> yeah. which is a misnomer. Yeah, Cat Street, not yeah. that many cats. They should call it John no. Street. Like this guy, uh, he, he really knows what he's doing here. That's Japanese customer uh, service, yeah. though. <laughs> it like, is. It's amazing. Speaking of magazines, like, right? So when I went to the Journal Standard Store, I tried on a bomber jacket and. When I stepped out of the fitting room, this guy had like four magazines as an example hmm. of like, you wear like this, you wear like this, and you wear like this. And I'm like, this is the most insane thing. I can't imagine any store in New York that would like have these magazines on hand of like where this item was oh, featured. Oh, wow. Because it wasn't like, oh, you could wear, here's a similar bomber jacket. You could wear this. Like it's the bomber jacket that was featured in like four right. tutorials that month. And I'm like, that's crazy. Did you buy it? Did no, it? Did you buy, buy it? it? <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing too. Is like you don't. I personally never felt like the same kind yeah. of pressure to like buy something that I tried on. Like here, like in the states, right? You, you like go to the trouble of like trying shit out. You can see like the sales kid's face. It's like, like, yeah, it's like sweating meme. Like you can buy it. You can buy it. Yeah, but but like in Japan, I would just be like, oh, all right, purple label. All right, let's check this out. But like, oh, thank you. You know, well, just remember they know to take what's going to sell. Japan's the only room. place I've been carjacked in real life. Wait, hold yeah, on. What like do you I mean? Went to the, like the, yeah. I don't know, not even the first time. Maybe like the third time I went to the needle store. Um, <laughs> the Nepenthe store, I should say. Like this is when needles track pants were a thing, more or less. I think this was like after I think Tremaine Emery, uh, aka Denim Tears, had like talked about how ASAP Rocky and and the the crew, the ASAP mob, had, had made them a trend. And this is like when I think Angelo and Abdul Abbasi were still Angelo Arutia, now Forest Designs, and Abdul Abbasi. Formerly of Abbasi yeah. Rossborough, now who's now at Nike, director at Nike. He's like, yeah, you know, working on like the cool Nike shit now. So he's, yeah, they both yeah, blowed yeah. up. But anyway, the thing was like track pants, needles, track pants were a thing. Uh, but the thing about needle sportswear and the rebuild by needles, it's just super cheap in Japan. Like it's not even a question; it's mm-hmm. like literally half price. And the track pants are like because it's made there. I don't know. No, the rebuild by needles. Yes, like it's rebuilt. I suppose in Japan. But like the flannels okay. are like two hundred, and the the retail price for the track pants are about one fifty. But yeah, so I was trying like two things on, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna come back for the mediums and these track pants. And I come back out, and then more chicken within the span of twenty minutes. I'm like, all right, I'll take those other track pants, and they're like sold out. Like, what do you mean sold out? <laughs> How? How mm-hmm. in the span of twenty? You're telling mm-hmm. me somebody came in was just like laser lock precision, like yes, those done 20 minutes and you were able to process their card fold up 
said pants and package it in the very customer service. Yeah, they, yeah, way. you got to use the right. little tray. They're able to like, hand you the card for with your both card. hands. Yeah, bow. And yeah, you handed them the card and the receipt folded into an envelope. Both hands. Walk yeah. them out of the store. Like, how did that happen in twenty minutes? Crazy. I yeah. went out to dinner when I was in New York with uh, a friend of mine, and we were with this Japanese tailor. Um, and we were like seeing him off after dinner. And our friend that was there who, um, you know, his wife's Japanese. He's totally fluent in Japanese. Like, I mean, he, he lived in Japan for a long time. So he's, he's an American, but he's very, very uh, connected and understands the culture. And as we were seeing off um, this Japanese tailor, um, he, it's Sartoria Corcos, if anyone's wondering. But um, he, uh, he's like, hey, all right. He's like, we can't leave yet. Like, we, we put him in the cab. And he's like, okay. He's like, in Japan, he's like, you basically should be bowing as they leave until until they can't see you anymore and i was like what are you talking about and so i mean like he's in the car we're standing outside of the car and he was like hey he's like you know we should be you know like basically saying thank you and and then like you you bow to him as he as he leaves until he's out of your fucking line of sight p.s the road is straight (laughs) i was like well how long and he's like well technically we should be bowing i was like do we get a pass because we're like dumb americans and he was like yeah, but it doesn't mean you don't respect their culture. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm trying to. I'm just like, like, is this like... <laughs> is there a loophole? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wait. I have a bad back. I can only bow so many times. I know. I, I was like, I was like, oh, do we... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was very interesting. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's awesome. I would love it if, like, when people were saying bye to me as I'd get in my Uber yeah. or whatever, that they would do it until I could not see them anymore. But, like... And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, that's like that everywhere. He's like, if you, you know, if someone walks you to the train, he's like, they're going to be bowing until you are, until they can't see you anymore, you know? And I was just like, that's so fucking cool. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, w- I want to do that sort of stuff. It just, I don't know how well it's going to translate here with the, you know, if, if you just see me and be like, what, what the fuck's yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, what are you doing? It's crazy. But it was awesome. It's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually very nice, right? Because it's. Yeah. Well, it's, in America, manners occasionally yeah, are crazy. Well, it's a, a right? double edged sword, right? It's, it's a culture built on consistently putting other people in front of yourself, which is great mm-hmm. if, unless until you have to do it and that becomes something for you. And then it's like, you know, when, when you're taught not to like be self effacing and just taught to constantly give, right? There's the whole people yeah, yeah, yeah. mindset, which is not the healthiest mindset. So, you know, again, it's, right, like, it's, right, it's great yeah. that it is that, but. You know, it can fuck people up. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like China's like got a weirder balance because it's like you got to be like that with like people yeah. you're related to, your bosses and stuff. But like everything else is kind of like blinds <laughs> might be a little optional. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what it's like in the yeah. Philippines, but like in China, like it's it'll be a little bit more like. Eh. Hey, <laughs> yeah, in the Philippines thing. is definitely not as like um, regimented in terms of you know the mannerisms and traditions. It's like they're super nice. You know, we're super nice. We're very hospitable. Uh, we just like... Yeah, 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 for sure. The extent of like, you know, oh yeah, you have to wait until you can't see them anymore. Until you... <laughs> well, one, we don't really bow. So it, it's just more like, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Damn. Um. So anyway, so before before things were going all crazy, GM, we were talking to you. You you went to mm-hmm. the Met Gala. How was that? Um. It's crazy, you know? I mean, it's like going to Oz, but you you already know that there's a man behind the curtain, 
and you meet the man behind the curtain. But you're still just like, this is crazy. I can't believe you kind of built this whole Emerald City, even though you're this man behind this curtain. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. you know, having covered it on the other side for so long and then also just going to. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, what are you going to wear to the Met Gala? Oh, it's going to be a huge thing. Yeah, I just wore something I already had. I didn't buy anything, have anything made. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Because frankly, you know. If you're hearing this, it means you've hit the end of the Patreon preview. Podcasting ain't much, but it's honest work. To hear the rest of the Blamo special episodes, please consider signing up for the Patreon. For just a few dollars a month, your hard-earned cash can help our talking heads dress the rest of their bodies in markdown artisanal clothes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>